Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin, and we are full of great ideas tonight. We're talking about movie ideas. We're talking about potential uh, merchandise ideas. We, we've got some 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 topic ideas to talk about. There are just ideas on top of ideas on top of ideas tonight. We gotta be a good show. Now, I'll tell you Feel what. It. If you want to hear one of our best pitches. You should have tuned into the live stream, the pre-roll for this. Mm-hmm. We did our whole little, our little bit on, you know, Dragula, the drag queen vampire that goes to Florida to fight against the transphobic populace. So go check that out. YouTube.com slash Podcast. We live stream on Tuesdays, oh boy, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. It's a good time. Come hang out with us. Be part of the show. Catch those juicy, juicy little bits that you won't necessarily catch on the episode themselves. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Yeah. We got juicy bits for days. We've got all the juicy bits. All the juicy bits. Juicy bits. Juicy bits. What? Come down to Mind Gap Barbecue. We got your juicy bits. (laughs) We got your juicy bits. (laughs) We got your juicy bits. It's our version of the baby back rib song. <laughs> we got My your juicy God. bits mopping it up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I wanted to keep going, but uh, the fear took over. And I'm like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to stop there. We haven't done musical improv in a long time. No. Nope. Yeah. I still remember one of the things I did in musical improv, I think, was borderline. I don't want to say racist, but uh, mm. we got uh, during when we were prepping for uh, conservatory. We we're doing musical improv and we were like, can I get a suggestion of anything at all? Someone's like, reggae. And I was like, oh boy. This and isn't going to end well for me. I seen partner and I were trying to do bad Jamaican accents and we were like, brah, brah. It was not good. Yeah. Two white I guys, remember, two white guys doing that. Not good. I remember in our writing six show, um, we, not writing six, I'm sorry, uh, improv six, uh, or I guess it's E that would be, that would be, yeah. uh, that shit show of a show with, bleh, if, if what uh, stands out to you heard, about that about that one about that show or about yeah. that class about that well we'll start with the show I mean, yeah right i don't have that a ton show, of memories from the show honestly the show i so i initiated twice without and it which you're supposed to an improv you initiate without having an idea of where to go but like i initiated and then my mind immediately shut down and just went blank and i was like uh-oh this isn't good. So we were doing a, uh, uh, I can't remember what the exercise was, uh, but it was where your passengers in a car and someone gets in. And like, remember you like, it's right. four people. And you, set you up switch. In, and you yeah. switch. And then the person getting in has to, do, I can't remember what it was, but I, I panicked and I just busted out a Scottish accent on stage. And I, I think it went well because it was just so like, People weren't expecting it. It was like a, a scream Scottish accent um, where I think the, the whole conceit of it was that you just didn't understand what I was saying. No one in the car understood what I was saying. Um, so that was the one thing I remember. The other one was I was with Molly McCandles and uh, we were doing we ended up getting ourselves into a musical improv scene. And I I, I just 
blanked. Like I couldn't even, you know how they said if the old rule was if you're doing musical improv and you blank, just keep repeating the same line over and over because the audience nine times out of 10 won't really realize as long as it's musical and melodic, they're not going to, they're not going to register that you're just saying the same thing. They're just going to be impressed that you're making a song. Yeah. I was so uh, riddled with stage fright for some reason or something got, I got the yips. I couldn't even repeat the same line. And it's just, I just remember being like, I need to get the fuck off the stage as soon as possible. I don't remember that at all. The only thing I remember yeah. from that show is for the longest time at assignment desk, we had a little bit about a cat named Snickers. And okay. I don't know if you remember this, but we were just like Snickers. And we were like, oh, a, it was a fun a, way of saying it. That was the, that was there was the like a bar that. named Snickers. It was named okay. after a cat. And we're okay. just like, and for some reason we, we kind of like created this, idea of who this little shitty cat was and I actually came out as as the cat and you knew exactly what I was doing and you're like Snickers no Snickers and I was just like all, on all fours I was all like sassy. meow yeah. he's like Snickers no I was like hey we finally took an idea to the stage this is awesome I, I would love to because we record all those got recorded you know God, and I, I, think, mean, I you know what I'll bet you I know someone who has it oh yeah I think Volucci saved them all I had some saves because it was on that website for, I can't remember yeah. what it was called, yeah. but I, I had, I had some of those saved. Them, right? What's that? I think you were able to download them. Yeah. I think you had to get access, but once you could get access to it, you could download them. But boo, boy, we should put that Please. on our Patreon. <laughs> if we, here's the thing. If we can find them, we'll put that on our Patreon for like, we got to make it worthwhile though. Like that's like a $10. That's, that's a big one to see those shows. Oh yeah. We got to make it a pretty big, uh, yeah. <laughs> to see us fucking suck and improv. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here. <laughs> It's this behind a very steep paywall, <laughs> right? I imagine it's like I've heard Tom Segura talk about. He actually has video of like some of his open mics. Oh, really? He like hates, that when he started. He hates watching himself. Like he cannot stand watching his stand editing. His specials is the worst thing in the world. He like puts it off and procrastinates. Even, he, he even now that it. he's like a pro, on pro level, like he can't he's stand amazing. it. He thinks it's gross. He thinks really? it's awful. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I've never had that problem. I've always okay. been able to go back and watch it because I'm like, I want to see, because I learned this from football when we would watch film and my coach is as dumb as they were. They had a saying, I said, they're never, it's never as good or as bad as you think it was. And okay. they were true. Like when you're like, oh man, I had this great play and you watch, you're like, ah, actually wasn't that great. Or you're like, okay. man, did I yeah. fuck this up? It wasn't ever quite as bad. And it was, it, for me, it was like, was that as good as I thought? And also giving myself an opportunity to review it and go, what could I have done? What was what, what worked and what could I have done better so I could prepare myself in the future? I, I liked going back and watching the tapes on that stuff. I thought it was very helpful. So yeah. now would I want to do it? Probably not. Um, but, you know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if we can track that down. Uh, yeah. If we can track any of those down. I'm. If not, well, Sam wasn't. Sam joined us starting in level, level C, C, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay, so we've got two reliable people that we can potentially go back to. Well, we've got two people that we can potentially yeah. go back to. Sorry, Valucci, but you know what's up. Because I don't know if Sam was there for E. He missed did one he, of them. Did he? I think so. But. Well, either way, we'll either figure way. it out. Either way, we'll fucking figure it out. But yeah. Good we'll times. try to figure it out. We I miss improv. I really do. I really miss kind of getting in, getting in the shit with that. There are times where I miss it too. There's, <clears throat> we just um, about two weeks ago had, uh, we were invited across our neighbors across the street, invited us for drinks on their porch. And um, 
They're two uh, lovely individuals from Chicago originally. And uh, John, across the street, used to teach film at Columbia College. No shit. And I was like, well, how about that? Connections abound. But I told them that I got my start in the uh, improv community there. And they have connections to people who are in the improv community here who run some theaters oh. that started in Chicago as well. And they're like, if you ever want to get back on stage, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold let's, your horses. Let's, let's pump the brakes. I am woefully out of practice. <laughs> I'll, I'd love to go see some. I don't know about playing. I bet you'd be able to pick it back up, though. You think so? I think so. I don't know. I, I think you would for sure. I think I, I could. Was I was always in my head about it, man. I I would do it. I think if I if I if I decide to get back into it, I might take some classes again, suffer through that, sure, and then try to find the people that I want to play with because I'm not doing that about again. Like level A classes, like starting over classes. I mean, wherever I would need to go, I'd just be like, hey, listen, I have some experience. I just kind of need to get a refresher, you know, on some of this sure. and and whatever. I wouldn't want to start from scratch because I I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle. And this is not me being an asshole. Just once yeah. you have. Once you have a certain baseline, a foundation, I don't need to go through just the atrocious beginning levels where someone comes out and they're like, who are you? Is there initiating, you know? Right. Let's spell out letters with our bodies. I want to buy this thing. No, we're not doing transactions. No. How much does this cost? It's $9.95. Uh-oh. I don't have my credit card. It's just like the worst. The worst. The worst shit ever. Just, yeah. ugh. <laughs> But I missed I missed the the pure like creativity of, you know, you get a suggestion, you walk yeah. out, you're kind of terrified because you're like I don't really know what to do. You say something, no one else is on stage. And then someone else comes out and then they provide something to it and then you just slowly bit by bit start building something fun. Yeah. And before you know it you're like, "Okay, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know who you are. All right, we've kind of established who we are. Now let's like dig into it. Let's have some fun." Like that's right kind of interesting i i oftentimes this is kind of weird i fantasize about starting scenes just like i'll be like you know i'll say a line like mom get in here and i'm just like i wonder what would happen if i did that like what would what would the scene be if That's i did so that funny. you, you like know the what initiation. i mean yeah yeah because i think the initiations are like some of the, the hardest things you oh know? for sure yeah and uh, getting over that uh that fear of uh of just being in there and being like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. If you got the the key, the real key is if you've got people who sub, sub excuse me, let me try that again. Take two. If you the, the key is if you've got people who subscribe to the true essence of what improv is. If you've got those people on stage, because if you got people on stage who falter on that at all, it is rough. It is super rough. It really makes me appreciate all of the music directors, all the teachers who basically like, God damn, those music directors, they're like, we're going through a level E class, you know, with, with all these people. And they're just yeah. like, do, 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 you know, like all the awful shit that they'd seen, you know, the yeah. music directors that would go through these running six shows and they would they would learn it. And they would know everything and they'd be like, dear God, you know, I'm sure some of it was good, but the stuff that was bad. That was really bad, right. you know. Or how many Ooh. times do they see this? The the like, there's always the 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 crutches that people go to, and how many times have you seen the same bit over and over, re quote unquote reimagined? Yeah, you know, and it's just because we all lean on what we know. 
Absolutely, yes. And everyone, doesn't matter how good you are, at some point you get worried, you get scared, you get thrown off on stage, and you're going to revert back to the easy jokes, the dick jokes, the fart yeah. jokes, the sex. Like, it, you're going to go there, and it, it's, it gets a laugh, but man, is it, it – it's like, really, this again? All right. Yeah. All right. I said it before. I'll say it again. I feel like you and I didn't get enough time doing improv together. We 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 avoided each other out of principle, and we never gave ourselves an ourselves an opportunity to really play with each other. Yeah. We kind of do it here, but right. But on stage, I was like, man, that was a real missed opportunity. Because <laughs> whenever really you were was. out there with me, I'm like, I feel comfortable because I know this yeah. guy, and I know that we'll throw shit out there. And, you know, I'll say, you know, because I know the idea, maybe it's cheating a little bit, but, you know, when we did the whole Dick Johnson and yeah. whatever guy I was, you know, like we were doing the competing the debate. politicians, you know, yeah. the debate. Um, and we had kind of talked about that before or whatever. And I was like, but you know what, though? We didn't know what we were going to say. We just threw out the idea, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You, we knew the, we, again, we knew the conceit of the bit, which yeah. was, you know, this guy's Dick Johnson. He's a politician from New England and he's yeah. got a very Kennedy-esque air about him. Yeah. And your guy was, did you, was your guy Southern, I think? I don't remember. I don't remember what I did, yeah. but it was Dick Johnson was, was very fun. And he's made a bunch yeah. of dick jokes. It was great. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually that came about in level C when we mm -hmm. had to come up with the character. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, it was the creative character where we were in the hot seat and everyone asked. We were like at a press junket and everyone would ask your character questions and you had to respond. Yeah. Off the cuff as your character. And uh, you had you I had don't a remember what character I created. Who was this? You know, like what is their ideals and this and that. But you when you were not privy to any questions up front. You just had to know your character's personality and use that to inform which what a terrifying what a terrifying thing at that point you know where you're like okay right. you don't know what people are going to ask you and you have to be this character <laughs> like right absolutely i still struggle it's, with it. that like yeah. I, when i'm playing like dungeon and dragons and stuff like i'm so surface level that i'm like oh yes. shit like who is this person like really what what do they want what are they doing yeah. i uh, if we do another dnd campaign after this one i mm -hmm. am I, I i think i finally just started to crack the surface of that because I definitely with my current character, I, I know I'm not playing it. I, I'm playing it. I'm playing Ash Fallbreaker. Uh, it's Ash Fallbreaker as played by Justin Strandlin. Yes. Like it's very much. I'm not leaning into the full, the totality of what this character could be. And I know that and I'm trying, but I, I'm very well aware. I'm like, that choice wasn't right for Ash. I should have done something else. Well, I think um, I think the big thing is you got to have that first one because you don't know. You're, you're learning. You're more focused on the mechanics. Yes. So you don't necessarily much. know how to play and role play and kind of get into it. I did the same thing with the first time I played it. I was like, God, I'm all over the place. Like I am not doing what I want to do with this character. And uh, yeah. I think once you kind of get comfortable with it, you're like, oh, OK, I can now I can really have fun with it. So, yeah. Now, Seth, God bless him. That that man is dialed into his fucking character and cracks me the fuck up every single time we play. He's so committed and answer. Even when I think like we're all talking out of character, he will respond in character all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, that's absolutely what Artie would say. You should hear his character in Curse of Strahd. I can't. I are you recording it? I we are not. We're just straight up okay. playing it. I, um, I I would love to 
to hear wherever it is on that. He plays a human druid named Grimace. And this guy, I don't know if you call it a Russian accent or whatever. He's like, I talk like this. It's that's that's not does not do it justice. But he has painfully low charisma and he leans into it. Like he was having dinner with like a very like with a duchess, and he was just like picking up his bowl of soup and just drinking it like he he, he brews his own wine. Like it's he makes this thing called yeah. Goodberries. It's a spell. And whatever he doesn't use for the day, he puts it in his pocket and he ferments it so then he can make wine out of it. Oh he makes God. hobo wine. It's amazing. I love this. I love this. Yeah, he's 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 it. and he has such he shows such a great great accent for it. I'm like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah, amazing. Seth Seth understands the assignment when it comes to D D. So he's without a without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting he's getting pretty good at it. Which is pretty exciting. So, well, let's get to our uh, our first thing yeah. for the night. Um, this is uh, this is a new thing that was kind of going around. Started yesterday. Uh, Seth brought it up in our Discord, which you should check out. Link is in the description down below. Join our Discord to be part of the Mind Gap family. Come hang out with us and uh, be a part of the conversation. Um, but apparently, there was a TikTok user who found a couch. On the side of the road, on the curb in New York, and they're like, awesome, free couch. It's supposedly based on their searches. They saw it was for like, it was like an $8,000 couch and they just took it. They cleaned it and this girl put it in her apartment and she was like, this is it. This is awesome. And uh, a lot of people were like, yo, that's gross. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. Um, people were like, what about bed bugs? <laughs> You know, they're like, well, we cleaned it. Yeah. They're like, you didn't get it professionally cleaned. You scrubbed it yourself. Like, that's uh, that's kind of wild. And apparently, yeah. according to this NPR article by Joe Hernandez, uh, a bed bug expert urges caution. Like, don't do this. <laughs> you just don't know what's in this stuff. And I mean, yeah, bed bugs are what? Like, bed bed bugs are a very real concern on this. But I'm talking about any a myriad of, of things could be living deep within the, you know, the crevices of this couch that you're, you're cleaning the surface, but you didn't take it apart, but, but, but you didn't fumigate the thing. Who knows what's going to come crawling out of this thing. There might it, be a person in here, Doug. You don't know. You don't know. It you brings know? me back to college, like end of junior year, as we were actually going to move you into a, a house with my roommates yeah. and we would go on spring cleaning. We started driving around the quad cities looking for free furniture that people had put out and we we grabbed a couch yeah and i'll say this we didn't fucking wash it and we just put it's it in our house so gross. Oh. yeah it's very gross and uh we thought we were like yeah because we didn't have any money yeah we're like we got to furnish this out check this out man and some people were like dude you gotta go over to bettendorf that's where the rich people live you gotta go through their shit to find what they're it's dumping true. out there yeah <laughs> And uh, it was it was absurd. It was disgusting. I look back on that. And even Jill at the time was like, guys, that's really gross. <laughs> that's really gross. Don't condone, don't condone this. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I think about, you know, as an adult seeing this and it's on the street in New York, just right, right. there. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, listen, on one hand, I'm like, hey, if you want to take this, you want to go through the trouble of picking this up, taking it. You know, you want to do like a legit cleaning on it, 
take care of it, fine, I guess. Yeah. You know, whatever. It, it, there's people that do that all the time. I When we were getting our HVAC replaced at our house and they took out the old one, I saw a guy drive by in a truck. He's like, hey, you guys, uh, what are you doing with that? <laughs> like, nothing's like, can I take it? I'm like, yeah, man, go take it. Yeah, like, haul it. Yeah, go he ahead. was going to scrap it, basically. He was going to go and take yeah. his junkyard and scrap it. I mean, he had a lot of... That guy was like, oh, it's a good day today. You know, <laughs> I got some good stuff. And I was like, be my guest. Take it away. I don't give a shit, you know? Like, All you, big guy. All you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so would you take this, Justin? I would not. Very much not. Uh, I, in... Man, what year was it? Oh, nine, oh, eight, oh, seven, oh, eight, somewhere in there. Uh, I lived in an apartment and we... that had bed bugs it the the oh. nest did not start in my room but i ended up a casualty of war uh the whole apartment did so we had to have let our landlord know and he got a fumigator and the whole building went under we lived in a three flat in chicago the whole building had to be fumigated and we were out for a while and it was absolutely fucking miserable uh the the room that did in like had like the the majority of them at night you would flip the lights out and pull it and you could see them crawling. It was, it, it was horrendous. And I, I have PTSD from that. So I'm always, and when I go to a hotel, the first thing I do is I strip the bed or I at least pull up half the bed and I'll look through all the creases. I'll look for the blood or the poop. That's when they go back through the, uh, the, the seams and stuff. A lot of time they'll leave their excrement or a little bit of blood will squeeze out. And if you see those, like a series of dark spots along the seams, be wary. That's all I'm going to say is just be wary. So I will scour hotel rooms and I still to this day scour hotel rooms because it worries the shit out of me because I remember how miserable and how skeeved out I was with that. As someone who worked in a hotel and dealt with people who brought bed bugs into the hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Giant pain in the ass because because yeah. that was the thing that people don't seem to understand is they don't they're not just born in a space they're brought there right and yeah. uh molded by it they were molded by it um and the thing too is different countries have different protocols and standards for that sort of stuff like um uh, a lot of and this is hey listen if you're a european traveler nothing against you but actually this is a good thing you all don't use a ton of harmful chemicals on the regular so they travel easier with European folks. So they would come and they would just be there. And just, it was one of those things where like, listen, this isn't our fault. Okay. Someone else brought them here. And when we find out that they're there, we take care of it. We would basically lock down four rooms, the room where we saw it, where it was yep. located, the room next door on either side. And then actually two more rooms, one above and the one, one the below. floor below. Cause they can travel. Yes. Interdimensionally. They yes. can phase shift from floor to floor. And essentially, we would bomb those rooms. We would insect bomb them. We would just blow them up like Vietnam. And yeah. we would basically, they'd be out of commission for like a week. So essentially, yeah. we would lose five rooms right out of the gate because we're like, well, these things can't survive. We end up starting putting like covers on the mattresses sure. so that the bed bugs couldn't get in. Yep. So, which I remember I would tell that to people. They call, they're like, so I saw on the website that, you know, so you have bed bugs. I'm like, well, we actually have protective covers on there. And they're like, so do the bed bugs just like hang out then if they can't get into the mattress? Yep. <laughs> that like, is absolutely what happens. I'm like, well, they're not getting in the mattress. And that's right. that's not it where formed, you want them. So 
They've joined up and formed roving gangs of bedbugs. So be right. worried. Don't walk the halls alone at night because they will hold you They're up. not in the bed. They're in the carpet. All right. So you're welcome. <laughs> you can step on them, you know. <laughs> I've personally oh, never dealt with that and uh, I never yeah. want to. Um, oh, God. I pray, I pray that you don't because it's the thing is, it's psychologically, at least for me, even when they were gone, I'd wake up and I would still feel like I, I would any bite that I got. May have been a mosquito bite when I was out, but then I went to sleep and I woke up and it was there. I'm like, oh no, bed bugs again. It was it, like, it just fucks with you because they're so fucking gross and they are so hard to kill. Yeah. They're so hard to kill. They can have hundreds of babies in a go and they can live. I think I remember reading they can live up to like 15 months without eating. So yeah. they, they'll just go dormant and hang out. And then you're like, cool, they're gone. And then you, they pick. You peek their head and they're like, I'm still here and I'm going to bite you in three yeah. sequential in, in in a row. Yeah. Yeah. The worst I've had is at least two times in my life, I've woken up to a spider crawling on my leg in the middle oh. of the night. No, thank you. And that guy both times has gotten absolutely murdered just out of sheer reflex. I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, you have picked the worst place to be right. in my bed. Why? Yes. A terrible spot. Like instant this is death. On you. <laughs> Just instant death. Bam. Like squish. Um, I. <laughs> yeah. It was. It I'll was... never forget. Now that we're in a house, uh, I'm I'm remembering that there's a lot more insects out there. When you're in an apartment, for some reason, you don't get. Especially when you're 14 floors up, there's a lot of insects that you don't see. In Ada, when we were living in, in our apartment prior to the house, there was a few. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like these. There are other bugs out there. Now that we're in the house, I've gotten reintroduced to the garden centipedes. Oh, boy. Those little suckers with like the really long legs. They look super fucking gnarly and they move so quick. They're relatively harmless. I think they can pinch or something, but they, they don't, they're not poisonous. They're whatever. They just look super fucking freaky. Yeah. When I was in the garden apartment in Chicago, it was the Oof. first time that I was introduced to these things and I haven't had to dealt with deal with them since. But I remember when I was in college after a night of indulging, I was sleeping on the couch, passed out on the couch. Let's be honest. And I, I rolled over. It was a low back couch. So I rolled over and I woke up and I looked at the wall and I'm, there was one, it had to have been the size of my, the body of it was the size of my pinky with the legs coming out. This thing was huge. And I rolled and I grabbed my flip flop and I screamed. And I just smacked the wall with it. Huge indentation. But yeah. I, for, I don't deal with bugs well. I hate, I hate bug creepy crawlies. You keep them. You know me and spiders. What, what are these called again? They're called garden what? I think they're garden centipedes. Uh, I I'm trying I'm to find wrong. a picture so we can creep out other people. Oh, there we go. Here we go. House centipede. House centipede. There you go. Okay. There we go. Show me, show me that image. Yep. Try and throw that up for the for the folks. There you go. Yeah. And yeah, Seth, Seth, is, Seth is right. He goes, they're predators. They eat more annoying bugs and are generally beneficial despite being creeps. A hundred percent. It's very much like spiders. Like you you don't want to kill all your spiders because they do a good job of keeping other bugs away. But man, when you if it's a reflex, uh, you know, if you see him, it's hard to not have a reflex just to like straight up murder, death, kill the thing. I remember one morning a couple of years ago, I was making breakfast and it was like bright early in the morning. And uh, I just happened to look down and underneath my dishwasher, I saw one go. It stopped, looked at me, 
as I was looking at it, and then it went. <laughs> it went right back under. And I was like, "All right, man, you stay under there. We're cool, okay? Yeah. I don't want any trouble. All right, you mind your business. I'll mind mine. Yeah. We're good. Like I actually am a lot. I'm a lot. I mean, if Jill sees a spider in the house, she's like." It must, it is done wrong by us. It must pay with its life. And I'm like, I mean, it's all the way up there. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? And then, uh, you know, if, if, if it's just me, I'm like, listen, you're getting off easy today. Go somewhere else. All right. Get out of yeah. sight. I'm going to let you stay go, here. Go, go, go. I don't mind. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I, was, <laughs> I have a, I was... Jill showed me a horrible video today. And a part of me was like, I want to share this with Justin. But I won't because I love him as a friend. Thank and you. And instead, I will just describe it to you so you don't have Thank to see it. Okay. But this one goes, oh, it looks like there's a family family gathering. And she's in some sort of basement. She just reaches in. There's a giant cluster of daddy long legs. And she just grabs a handful and just holds it out like this in her hand. And I'm like, listen, I know they're daddy long legs. And those are like yeah. the least lethal, like, but why why yeah. would you do that? I was like, I hope you're a pest control person. Yeah. Because if you could you're used see to I it. Got, I've got goosebumps everywhere right now. It's oh, just, just she just no big deal. She's like, Oh, and there they are. And they're like, Oh my god, the giant has come. You know, like <laughs> they're taking us again. I'm like, yeah. Bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. Thank not you so much for not sending that to me. That would have ruined my day. Yeah, there's two things I know ruined. will ruin Justin. It's spiders. And it's heights, you know, you know, yeah. like, like with people climbing shit really high up and whatnot. Like that's just and and uh, uh, video game glitches, <laughs> video game glitches <laughs> of the people of the bodies doing weird shit. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was I, we were, I was working out in the uh, our, our we got a little storage room area that's big enough for for us to work out in. So I was working out in there one time and. Because it's unfinished, you know, you can see any bugs that typically make their way in. That's the first, that's the first, uh, you know, entrance they breach um, mm. when they're coming into the home. And there was one of those giant centipedes in there. And uh, it was behind, we've got um, uh, electrical running out with the, 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 like with, a, with the casing. So it's sitting behind that. So I just saw it sticking. It was like, it was trying to hide, but it was vertical. <laughs> like, so it's ass and its head were sticking out. And I was like, it thinks he's, he, he thinks he's slick. So it's I went, it's based on movement. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to try to like poke it to get it down so I could end it. And I poked it and it fell and I lost track of it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, now it's in here and it's pissed off. And I have to lay on the ground and do crunches and stuff. Yeah. And I don't like this. It, I was in my head. I'm like, it's just going to come running at my ear and, and lodge itself in there. I know it is. I remember one time in college, uh, Jill was driving up by uh, by the school. It was like the Quad Cities, is, you know, this is just in, yeah. incredibly hilly. Just hills. It's lousy with hills. Yeah. God help it's, anyone well, yeah, who wants to ride a, ride a bike. Yeah, it's or, built on a hill. Yeah, yeah you go just, down to the Mississippi and down to the other side. Yeah, brutal. If you're running or riding a bike, it's just an absolute nightmare. But go, we're driving if up. You're running or riding a bike, go east west. Never go north. Yeah, south. never because it's yeah. it's wild. But we were driving up this hill. We're driving up that hill, and I just happened to look, and from the rearview mirror, a spider just goes. <laughs> and Jill's driving, and she goes, "Oh my god!" She just like Whoa! like does an amazing parallel park. 
Like Jill's a tremendous driver, but she's like, and she just leaves the car. She leaves the car. Driver's side doors open, and she's like, "Oh my god, get it!" I tried to get it, and I I tried to get it. I missed it, and then I couldn't find it. And I was like, "She's like, did you get it?" And I was like, "Yes." Uh (laughs) You promise? And I was like, "Yes." It's like I have to give her peace of mind. I have to let her know that it's everything's fine. I was like, Did I don't you know. Ever this come clean, or is she finding out tonight when she listens? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you to be honest with this you. Could be but, the undoing of the relationship. But we do both very much remember that moment when that happened. Yeah, yeah and she just was like, you know, <laughs> spider. <laughs> classic i love that yeah it was very I, uh very entertaining here's the other thing with this tiktok video i and this is the cynic in me i'm not 100 percent convinced that this person didn't dirty an expensive couch put it on the street in order to find it and clean it up so that's the i don't trust anything anymore because of that yeah. because people are looking for the fame yeah it's possible i mean if you watch the whole video they show you everything that they did with it and by the end of it it shows like her her apartment previously with a white couch and now that it has a blue couch but what i like most about it is the smart asses that chimed in and oh, in particular this one was great where people were not taking it seriously but this says uh from emmy can't read which is a great tag on twitter um has anyone seen my heavily squirted on couch I put it on the sidewalk to dry this morning, and now it's gone. It looks like this, and it's just a picture of the blue couch. I was just like, oh, that made me so happy. Like, What were some of the other ones that you saw? Some of the uh, other couches. There was another one. I, can't, I don't have it ready, but someone's like, hey, uh, whatever you do, don't take this couch. It's haunted by a 17th century or 18th century Victorian child. Like, you know, just... Just all, all sorts of things. It was... Someone else was like... Hey, um, we were doing some deep cleaning in our in our apartment. We we moved our couch out just for ten minutes, and when we came back, it was gone. Does anyone know what happened to it? Hit me up, internet. Do your thing, you know. Like, they're just just really giving it a hard time, which I thought was yeah. funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah it was. It, I, I'm with you though. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, is this real? I don't know. Yeah. Um, this person, congrats to this person. She got a lot of, she got a lot of comments. Yeah. Good for you. You did it one way or the other. You did it. You know, um, I would just, I would agree with the expert and say, Hey, if you, if you find furniture on the, on the side of the road, probably just leave it there, you know, or if you're going to pick it up, at least do your due diligence and fucking have it bombed. Yeah. Cause listen, like, like I said, some people are like, yeah, man, fuck this. If it really is an $8,000 couch. (laughs) And they don't want it anymore. They just put it there. Like, fucking, yeah. Grab it, man. It's all yours. Right. Do your thing, man. Like, <laughs> You also got to assume that, you know, is there a reason it's on the side of the road? Think about that, too. Is there, did, what happened to this couch that someone just said, I'm going to throw out an $8,000 couch on the side of the road? What if there's one thing I've learned from living with Jill, it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> she's like, be a better human. Not that she those aren't her words, but that's kind of like the lesson I've turned. It's like, hey, I take it from it. It's like, stop going to buffets, you know. Don't eat <laughs> Chef Bore D out of the can, you know, un, unheated, right? You know, like, hey, don't pick up strangers' furniture on the side of the road, you know, like. <laughs> it's good rules to live by. General, yeah. general life lessons is taught by Jill. I get it. I, I'm a better person because of her, hands down. I've she's helped shape me. 
into a better man. And I cannot thank her enough. I've told her that explicitly. I'm like, listen, I know very well who I could be and who I could become. I know what's in my DNA and you've helped me be a better person. So thank if you. If left to my own devices, uh, this would look very different. I, very, very different. It's like that line from the Matrix or Revolutions or Matrix uh, Reloaded <laughs> where Neo's confronting the architect. It's like, you know, you need us for batteries. And he's just like, there's depths we're willing to sink to to survive. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's kind of how I am. Like, ah, yeah. I can I can get pretty low. <laughs> what do you think low. if something happened? Uh, what do you think? Because I, I could say the same thing with with Beth. Like, I'm definitely a better person for her uh, because of her. But if if something were to happen, God forbid. What do you think the the first the first uh, card to fall? What do you think it would be? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm making what I want for dinner. <laughs> okay, is is the health is the healthy thing gonna gonna stay there though? Like, I don't. I think it would. I would hope that it yeah. would. Um, but I make a lot of sacrifices because one of the first lessons I learned living with Jill as I made myself dinner one night. She came in. She's like, well, what am I eating? I just turned to her. I'm like, I don't know. What are you making? Like, just like this had to have been early on. It was, it was early on, early on where I'm just like, I'm making myself dinner. And then she'd be like, well, what am I having? And initially I was like, well, I don't know. Fucking make yourself some food. What are you, what do you, what do you need from me? You need me to make you a meal. But the idea was like, Hey, why don't we eat together? <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, I made macaroni and cheese. And she's like, well, okay, what am I going to have? You know, just didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And as we've gone on, like we both have, you know, you know, our preferences um, where, you know, for example, I like mushrooms. She doesn't. Uh, one sure. of my favorite meals from the center app is beef stroganoff. It's so goddamn delicious, man. It is. Okay. If you haven't had it, you've got to have it. Um, but it's got mushrooms and it's got uh, yogurt in it. Two things that she's not super keen on. So she there's been like yogurt, huh? no. Interesting. Okay. So there's a couple of times where she and Natalie were out for the night, and I was like, "It's beef stroganoff night. It's beef stroganoff night, night, night." And I would get so excited. I'm like, "Yay!" Because this makes two portions, and I get to have some for lunch tomorrow. And I'm like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." yes. And I get so exciting. Um, and. I, I I mean, that would be, I guess, a small consolation. Like, yeah, I can have beef stroganoff, whatever I want. But I think, um, God, what would be the first thing to go? Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't clean the house as well. I was going to say, that's probably, that's probably for me, one of the first things. Like, I, I have not, I have, when, when, when it was, uh, the three guys living together just pre-Beth, it was our house. Our apartment was atrocious, absolutely horrible. And I have gotten much better and uh, much better about cleaning the house. But I do think I would revert back to that first. Yeah. I I mean, listen, our house is not a pristine temple by any stretch of the imagination. It's Both lived it. Jill has for many years now been like, can we please hire someone to clean our house? And I'm like, no, we can handle it. And then she's like really getting to the point now where she's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to hire someone. She goes, because she has, you know, work takes a lot out of her. And then she's like, I don't want to spend my free time cleaning. Like, that's sure. not what I enjoy doing. She goes, I don't mind doing like some upkeep here and there. But she's like, the dust 
you know, dusting in different places. She's just like, I don't want to do it and whatever. And, and, you know, so to a certain extent, like I, my threshold, it's probably a lot lower than hers as far as like, how low can you go? I go sure. Yeah. I go pretty low. Uh, I, go pretty I think, low. I think yeah. with that where I'm just like, Hey, nobody's coming by. It's cool. Right. It's just me, you know? Yeah. I'm comfortable for I'm now. Comfortable with me. I can ignore it. Yeah. I think I, as a guy, as guys were, <laughs> At least is the way that you and I function. The way that I would play it was like, all right, I've got three, I've got two and a half bathrooms. I've got two bathing bathrooms and I've got one that just serves as a place to, you know, ex, you know, go. Uh, I think I can, I can stretch this out for quite some time. You know, you use one until it's just straight up unusable and you're like, great, that one's quarantined. And now I'm going to go to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you just you're showering in the sink yeah. and then that third one. And then you're like, all right, now it's time. I think in general, I would do I mean, as far as like when things break around here, like I just have no motivation to get it taken care of. And Jill okay. is usually the one that will go and take care of it. Like we had a tree that was dying. Jill called the guys. They took it out. They grinded it up. They're going to replace it. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Done. Pro- probably would not have gotten to that <laughs> just yeah, bottom right. of my yeah. list of things to get done. Um, right. You know, there's things that annoy me, but I'm like, I can live, you know, Jill keeps saying like, we should, you know, redec- re- reconfigure your office and do a new setup. I'm like, yeah, we should, but I don't want to go through the fun. effort of trying to find a new desk yeah. and put it together and set this up and set that up. I'm just like, ah, it works. It works right now. It's fine. You know, yeah. you got, got old Heath over there sitting on some fold out chair, <laughs> you know, I, when I, when I watched, when I watched it back with the new camera angle, I, I saw that I'm like, man, that was the least amount of effort possible. To hey man. That art. He's over there. He's cool, man. <laughs> I still got, I still got another movie poster. I hung up two of my three another one's just sitting over there. It's just it's haven't so hung good. it up, but I hung up yeah. two of them. Yeah. Way to go with me. Like two yeah. years after moving in. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, like, it's not even, there's not even like a drape over the, it's literally no. just a fully. He's right there. Bizarre. I want him right there so I can I look know. over and see him whenever I want, you know? So good. Just ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more could go into this room, yeah. you know, a lot more could, <laughs> sure. but I'm just like, Hey, it's fine. It's functional. It, it's working. Yep. You know, I'm good. It is is what it is. I'm good. <laughs> oh God. That's fucking amazing. Speaking of like, the depths that you can go um last Literal month depths. Jesus. Yeah, last month there was God. this article in uh in on NPR from Rachel Treisman that says a Spanish athlete spent 500 days alone in a cave for science and that is wild to me yeah. the idea of I mean, it, I mean, the, the headline alone, the headline alone is just like, all right, that's that's wild. But then you think about how long 500 days actually is. Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. a year and a half. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, I think this is the part of the article that really affect, affected me it was she was 48 years old when she went down and 50 <laughs> when she officially completed the challenge. I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck, man, you lost so much time down in that hole. Right. You what know, the fuck? Yeah, she went in on November 21st, 2021. And when she came out, it was like, hey, Russia invaded Ukraine. Hey, uh, the the queen died. Hey, like, <laughs> right, like oh, talk about 
reacclimating to everything that's that's that happened yeah this yeah so They're like were you around for nfts because those were a thing too like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um it's fascinating because the whole point of this was to study the effects of isolation on human beings and um this uh the, so that this this scientist her name was beatrice uh, flamini um and what's interesting, some of the cool things about this, which I found fascinating, were she lost track of time about two months in. Right. So she just she was in a cave. The way that this worked logistically is like there was a team of scientists and supporters, you know, people nearby if she needed help. But she refused. She would. There's no human contact. Mm -hmm. She kept a video diary, but like they would drop off food for her. She would come pick it up and then she would just, you know, give like. The disposal stuff and whatever but she never had any human contact so she was fed if she, there was emergencies she had a health issue she could contact someone but she didn't and she also let all of her friends and family know like under no circum like she let the team go under no circumstances i don't care if someone in my family dies you do not come and contact me she let her family Hardcore. and friends know that hey listen i'm out if you're dead i'm sorry but i'm going in here and i'm not coming back out for 500 days so just you know what this is and so she did that and, you know, she brought some books with her. She was able to exercise, but ultimately at some point in time, she lost track of time to the point that when they found her, she was like half asleep, like in the middle of a nap. And she was like, no, it's gotta be like day 160. And they're like, no, it's day 500. She's like, bullshit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she I, described I mean, it as an excellent and unbeatable experience. And she said, in fact, I didn't want to come out, <laughs> which is why I don't, I don't understand that sentiment, <laughs> like, but you brought up a good point because you said you had said there's a, uh, there's a big difference between uh, voluntarily going into solitary confinement and being put there like as a prisoner or as punishment. And if you're doing this for your, for yourself, I, I suppose it is. I just I cannot imagine spending 500 days. And you had said, too, in the article, it talks about how doesn't speak. She didn't. I didn't talk to myself out loud. I had internal conversations. I got out very well with myself. Only spoke when she was doing her video recordings. Um, and then there, there were tough moments when she would experience auditory hallucinations. And then when a fly invasion left her completely covered. Uh, that that would have that, at that point that's when I would have pulled the ripcord and been like you know what fuck this because creepy crawlies I'm out yeah. these are flying creepy crawlies and I'm yeah. out yeah I think it's interesting because you've seen like I don't know I, I've seen they've done experiments where people just go out in the wild you know and yeah. in 50 days people lose their mind in isolation yeah. so I'm curious how she was able to do this for so long you know like you know granted she did have a few comforts, you know, I think in some of the stuff people are like, all right, I'm just going to be on the wild surviving, you know, like, I think there's a big difference again, self-imposed, um, isolation and with, with some creature comforts, you, you knew you were going to get fed. You knew that, you know, you could read and that you were in control of your own thing. And I think for her, the big stuff she focused on was just being present, like being in the moment and yeah. just, you know, understanding, you know, how, how this works and i don't know i found it fascinating because 
it's undoubtedly fascinating. I, I think this this person is a, just a true badass. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed at this person. I just don't understand it. Do you think you could have done this? No. Hardcore. Why not? No. I, Why not? I, I think that left with my <clears> – and this could be a good or a bad – or I'm sorry, not a good or a bad thing. This might be something that I do need to examine, but I feel like left alone with my thoughts for that long with no human interaction, no – you know, no distractions of outside of a book, you know, I, I do feel like I would slip into a very dark place, a very, very like weird, depressed depression area. Uh, I, I don't think I could mentally, I don't think I could, I could remain stable. And I'm sure that there is, that's me saying that out loud. I'm sure that triggers some red flags that I should be looking at. I'm sure I should talk to someone about that and address these parts of my brain. But uh, I just don't, I think I could do it for a little while, but I think there would be a point where I would break and I would, it would start getting real weird for me. And I know you're part hermit. Uh, do you think yeah. you could go 500 days? I'm no video games. I could get away movies? with that. I'd be fine. Honestly, really? I would probably, I would honestly probably welcome that to some degree. Like that to have that severed and just be completely cut off from it. I think I'd be I'd be thrilled to be honest okay. with you, because I don't need it. I don't need that stuff. But boy, when it's there right in front of me, I'll play it. Would you, you know? would you go through withdrawals? You think? I don't think so. Honestly, no? okay. I think I do it out of just pure boredom. Yeah. And if I didn't have access to it, I've done that. Where I've been on vacation, I'm like I don't have games. Oh well, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, do you think you go the full five hundred though? That would be the the true test um, because I, I, for starters, I would absolutely be talking to myself. Like, yeah, there would be constant conversations with myself um, all the time. And it would be external because she said she had internal dialogue with herself, but you would make yours external. I just do that naturally, as <clears throat> yeah, as I as it is. I talk to myself in the share. I'm like, okay, what are we doing today? And blah blah blah. Like, oh, I'm always talking to myself nonstop. Yeah. Um, I would be fun just to let my imagination run. I bet I'd, I'd finish some stories that I have building Jesus in there. Christ, right? <laughs> Boy, oh, would man. I be able to do that? They would, they would send cameras down, and there would just be like drawings scrawled across the entire fucking cave. You cave have paintings, you know. This epic story being told through cave paintings. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It would be. Yeah, I think I. I think if I could, if I witnessed the same thing, where like after like two months, I lost track of time. I think that would be the key is to lose track of time because if okay. you just are fully like scratching in hash marks on a wall being yeah. like a, and obviously if I was like, oh, I got to be away from my family for 500 days. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do, do that. Well. You know, yeah. I'm not going to do that right now. Um, so um, I don't know. A part of me, I'm not going to lie. Part of me would be curious to try something like this at some point. Like yeah. if I could pull it off, you know, um, I think the weirdest thing would just be like, dude, you got to rub one out, you know, in the cave. You know, you got to find that spot. This is the this is the corner. You know, always comes back to that. Well, but, I mean, let's yeah, face I mean, it. Hey, listen, it always, it, yeah, it's always going to be it's, there. Listen, it's silly, but let's face it. We have needs. You know, you're going to have to do I, that I at some point. That rock. You know, you're going to have to you're going to have to do that. And, and tell you what, you're not going to have your phone. You're not going to have access to the internet. You're going to have to do that old school, baby. Right. You have to go dig deep <laughs> into that brain of yours and find stuff, you know, like 
That would be that would be interesting because especially if you're bored, let's face it, you're gonna be doing that. <clears throat> if you're bored, you're just gonna be jerking off. <laughs> I'd like to think. Do, can you imagine how? Like, there's a small part of it that thinks like, would you just emerge, just no pun intended, just jacked to the nines, like? <laughs> Like well, that's the thing I'd be worried about because this woman said she exercised. I'm like, what did you do for exercise? You know, like what's right. just body <clears throat> body squats? Yeah, did you do push-ups. Hit you hurt, know? yeah, man. Like that, with that would rocks. suck. That would hit suck. hurt with rocks. I mean, that's for sure. I'd be also like, I'm bored. I guess I should do some sit-ups. You know, like <laughs> I get. I guess I'm gonna do sit-ups now. A question mark? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's. that's I feel the thing. like is there. I feel like there's some sort of if we can let's let's make a goal. If we can hit I don't know, what is it, Doug? If we can hit four thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh-huh. I don't know. Pick pick a number. What's a good number for us? Then what? we then I we need spend to know what the rest week, of the sentence is gonna say. <laughs> and we spend a week in solitary. Fuck. Wow. Could we do seven days in solitary? We'd set up a GoPro in the corner. Oh man, we have to jerk off on camera. This has to be OnlyFans then. Is it with? Is it? Are we? Now, are we together? Or are we in our own caves? <laughs> well, it's not solitary if we're together. <laughs> yeah, one could argue we share a mind though. Don't <laughs> um, shit. Uh, <clears throat> that would be interesting, man. And what would solitary be? I don't like, know. Like, what would we be find the, the caves? Would it would it have to be something in nature, or would we be like, all right, we have this room? <laughs> well, I think honestly, I think being in a room, I think weirdly enough, like there's some upsides and downsides to the cave, right? Mm -hmm. The cave is creepy because there's shit that lives there that you can't control. That's absolutely. But also, there's something about it being your outdoors, being with nature. It seems yeah. more natural. <laughs> Siren goes sixty nine subs. <laughs> Yes, sixty-nine well subs and we'll do well it. Well played. Um, it's uh, <laughs> so, but the idea of like a because I have to also assume like in a cave, like I don't know for some reason I'm imagining it's like kind of an expansive space, you know, like yeah, lots of nooks and crannies and whatever. Um, yeah, I guess what was the what was the what was the scope of this area she was in? Was she in like a did she like crawl down into like a teeny little like carved out hole and she just sat there or yeah. was it like she could go exploring and there was a whole system yeah. of, of tunnels and stuff. Cause if you give, I think, I don't know if it was you or Seth that shared that um, video of like that apartment in New York. That was essentially like, Oh, it was me. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tiny a ass joke. apartment. It yeah. was a joke that was like, I forget how much it was like a month. It was like, Twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Twelve hundred dollars for it was literally a closet. Yeah, it was like a six by eight cell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you're like, this is where you're gonna be oh. for seven days, like that. Something about that with the walls and just like fluorescent lighting, you know, yeah. and being like, you got to be in here for seven days. I don't know, man. Something about that seems incredibly depressing. Absolutely, without a doubt. I'm like, oof, that's tough, man. Now, yeah, I mean, could you go out and do like? Could we do <clears throat> in the in the woods then? Could you isolate? <laughs> could you isolate outside? You got to be in the woods. Say, you know, because you've got, got a cabin in the there. woods. Could you do a cabin? Interesting. 
Yeah. Would that be the same? I mean, obviously, no TV, no radio, no phone, like no human all contact the same parameters, no human contact. It's just you have an indoor space. You can have your books. You can, you know, you can have journals. You can write, you know, but you can't. I think that I I feel like that would be a relative equivalent if we're trying to do this more as like a fun stunt. I think that would still be a a, a struggle to do it for seven days. I could do that. You think I could you could? Do, I, I could do that. Give me seven week, seven days worth of groceries. I cook for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I could probably do seven days. I, I don't could, know what I'm talking about. I could seven easily days do that. Yeah. I could easily do that. That'd be no okay, problem. Okay, Doug. Yeah. 4,000 subscribers and we do a month. 4,000 subscribers a month. Whoo. Hey, I need some PTO. <laughs> Why? I got 4,000 subscribers. I got to right. go to a cabin for a month. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I, yeah. Well, check yeah. out my content, you know. <laughs> I'm an inf- I influence 4,000 people, half of which are real. <laughs> the other half are bots. They're bots. <laughs> um A month sounds kind of spooky, but at the same time, man, if you give me a space where I can go out and walk. Yeah. You know, and again, no human contact. In fact, I think I probably prefer that i'm like i don't want to talk to anybody right no <laughs> leave no, me alone absolutely. leave me alone um <clears throat> and i had access to food like just stocked to the tits I'd- with with <laughs> food that i can make and i could just walk around have my thoughts i think i could do it man i really do i think a month would be a stretch for me i think i think a month would be coming up on on the lit. Now I might surprise myself. I might be able to pull it off and I'd be like, actually, this is really nice. I just intuitively feel like a month would be a little tough for me. God, how nice would that be to not have internet, not have your phone, right? Not have anything. Just be like, I think to me, man, that, that sounds like a gift. That's what that sounds like. That sounds I feel like, like a real take, gift. It would take me a full week to actually like lock in mentally of like, okay, now like let go, let your mind because I think you're you're chemically shifting things in your brain when that happens. Yeah. You know, like you get every time you pick up your phone, you get a dopamine hit. Yes. And so you're you're if you put that down, if you disconnect at that level, you are altering, chemically altering the responses in your brain. So I think for me it would take a, a minimum a full week for me to actually like lock into being the, the new way of thinking. If you just told me the only thing that I could have were books, this is like Jill's paradise. <laughs> You right? Yes. Book all you need to do is this cabin for a month, and all you have are books. She'd be like, "Fuck yes!" You'll Perfect have vacation and books. Yeah, right. it's like okay, okay, um, yeah. But I've had access to books, and I just go on walks in nature. Um, yeah, I could totally do that, man. Like that sounds yeah. awesome, actually. <laughs> all right, so four thousand subscribers gets Doug a vacation, <laughs> and Justin too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Commit to the bit. I, I still think it'd be, it'd be funnier if the two of us tried to do a month with nothing but just us and books. And to oh, see dude, if we, dude, we would all of a sudden it turn into, into just Doug and Justin improv show. We'd be like, all right, man, let's do improv. Nuts. We would come out of it. We would either come out of it an unstoppable comedy duo or never speaking again. It yeah. would be one extreme or the other, and there's no in between. I agree. It's like, yeah, that would be, I would be more concerned 
that our friendship would be in danger. Like I would be, that would be my biggest fear because I think we would get along, but I'm like, but what if we didn't, I know I'll get along with myself. (laughs) Like I have no problem with that. I think that I think the the differentiating factor. I think you and I could live together for a month, no yes. problem. Yeah, in normal circumstances, like you and I could easily be. If something happens and we do need to make sure that we both don't backslide, I think you and I could be roommates and we would be just fine. We would yeah. keep each other on us. But if it was you and I, if it was you and anyone or me and anyone, and we didn't have anything other than the company, that would be rough. I think I'd be fine with Jill, but yeah. Well, sorry, anyone. Yeah, spouses not not withstanding. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can totally do that with Jill, but yes. Um, yeah. Uh, if you and I did that, uh, and we had access to everything, I would I would definitely put some bad habits in you. I'd be like, hey, Justin, let's play some games. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, that's great, Doug. I've got some French onion dip here. And I'd be like, let's do it, baby. You know. <laughs> Fired up some games, you know. Undone. (laughs) Justin, let's play some Left 4 Dead 2, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. We would, yeah, we would need two gaming PCs for sure. Stat. It's stat, yeah. That would be, it'd be fun, but it wouldn't be practical. You know what is practical? Me. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Ask. Practical. 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 Ask. Practical. Duh. Those of you who have never been here before, Ask Practical Doug is a fun segment that we like to do. Uh, there's a little Doug that lives inside of Big Doug, and that little Doug's name is Practical Doug. And he yeah. helps guide Big Doug through all of life's mysteries it's questions it's quandaries it's quagmires you can ask practical doug a question if you'd like and you can get a practical answer if you join us live on tuesdays at 7 p.m central youtube.com slash podcast you can ask us live in a chat any question that your heart desires and if it's good enough we might just throw everything else away and focus on your question discord there's a there's a special channel dedicated just to practical doug it's the Ask Practical Doug channel. And then on social media, if you at podcast and hashtag Ask Practical Doug, you might just get an answer. You don't know. Roll the dice. It's the spice of life. You don't know. Spicy. So we, we've been having a, a lot of fun with the uh, Am I the Assholes. It's a, a Reddit, subreddit, uh, very popular one. And we've been, we've been borrowing some because they've just been gold recently. And so we have another Am I the Asshole here that Practical Doug is going to weigh in on. So this is a little lengthier. So strap in, boys and girls, because am I the asshole for telling my parents why I get toys from my family and friends and do not share them with little kids? I have not read this one yet. I'm very happy with the title. I just, I'm even happier with the first sentence. I just had my 50th birthday. I got exactly three kinds of gifts, liquor, toys, slash Legos, and a new planner. That is actually perfect for me. I already own everything I need. Sounds very much like you. You're like, don't buy me anything. If I want something, I've already bought it myself. Exactly. My parents bugged me about still getting toys and bugged me for putting them away without opening them and letting the younger kids there play with them. I said that most of the stuff that I got with these, with these are collectibles or too advanced for the little ones for the, for the littles. 
and then I could pull uh, out of my tub of random Legos uh, of my parents wanted to watch them because the rest of us were during the party. So my parents uh, just kept at it, telling me the toys were meant for children, and I was being immature by not sharing my toys. When I uh, was out back, my mom went into my office and grabbed my new X-Wing set for the grandkids uh, and great grandkids to play with. My grandson came. My, my grandson came and got me because he knows my rules. He's five. I came into the house and he took the box and took the box back before they got any of the bags out. I put it in my office, locked the door. My mom said I was being a jerk. So I just reminded her that when I was a kid, they used to give my toys away. Uh, one Christmas, they'd forgotten to get a gift for someone. And this was when stores were not open 365 days. So they waited until after I opened my gifts, they picked one, rewrapped it and took it with them to give away. I was six. It wasn't the first time and it wasn't the last I brought, uh, uh, I brought up for, I brought up a few more examples. They were embarrassed and left because I may have been louder than necessary because of some of my other gifts, my parents uh, have been calling me and saying that, uh, uh I'm going to ask for bring up shot from decades, shit from decades ago. I asked, uh, da, 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 da. Basically they're mad. And my sister thinks I went too far for calling them out in the public. Am I the asshole? 50 years old, got toys, said the kids at the party aren't allowed to play with them. His parents disagreed. Practical Doug, what do we think? You did. There was a, an important line there that you kind of skipped over, which was I asked them if they never wondered why I made sure to destroy the packaging or delicate parts of the toys of my entire childhood. I knew they wouldn't give away damaged goods to other people. So he oh, intentionally damaged things because he knew that they would take away his gifts and give it to other people. That's fucked up. Okay. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like Chris fucking Cochran to me. That's what that sounds like. So, so, uh, <laughs> so this one hits a little personal for me. Um, I mean, listen, um, your stuff is your stuff. At the end of the day, you make the rules with your things. And if you don't want someone to touch or play with the things that belong to you, you get to make those rules, especially in your own house. Like, that's crazy. And the fact that... And this guy's grandkid was like five and knew his rules. It was like, hey, gra uh, great grandma's getting out your things. I mean, that's just disrespectful. Like, that's yeah. disrespectful to take. Do I mean, listen, I'll, I'll even take it to some. This is a much, you know, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but like going home in the past, my mom would be like, will you help me with the, with the computer? And I hop on her computer and Jesus Christ, the resolution. I mean, it was like so zoomed in yeah. and pixelated. I was like, how the hell do they operate in this? I can't stand this. So I would adjust it to my liking and forget. And then I come back down. My mom's like, what have you done? I can't read this. Change it back. Change it back. And at first yeah. I was like, oh, get all of your stuff. But I was like, you know, actually, you know what? This is your computer. These are your preferences. It's that wasn't yeah. right of me to adjust that. I will absolutely change it back to what you want it to do. Um so uh, it's just, yeah, I, I think for somebody like these are toys, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, they are. But to this person, they're collectibles and they're not things that he plays with. And just because they are classified as a toy doesn't mean you just can hand them over to kids to play with. Like what? These kids don't have any other toys to play with. Like what right. the fuck? Like, come on. These aren't the only things in the house. This isn't the apocalypse. We're like, boy. If we only had some toys to entertain ourselves, grandfather, can we play with your X-Wing fighters? No, they're a collectible. You know, it's like, okay. It's just, I think, I find it incredibly disrespectful to go to someone else's house and then try to dictate what they do with their things. That's that's insane to me. That's absolutely insane. I, I, 
fully fully agree with you. Uh, it doesn't matter if the parents disagree. Like if the parents like, well, they're you know, toys are kids things. Doesn't matter. That's your opinion, and you can hold that. But the fact of the matter is, these are my things, and I am an adult with my own grandkids. Doesn't really matter what you think at this point. I I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And is he an asshole for calling them out in public? Um, that depends. Um, depends on how the communication goes and how it was done. Um, I think there's obviously some history there, so I'm willing to bet it wasn't a civil and measured uh, conversation. It was, there was probably also some alcohol involved. Yes, probably riddled with baggage and and trauma and uh, all sorts of other stuff. So I'm sure it probably came out. To the parents are probably like, wow, he really overreacted over this X-Wing fighter set. You know, that's usually right. how it, it comes across because we're hearing his perspective here, which is yeah. they used to they used to fucking take away my shit and give it to other people because they would they forgot to buy someone else a gift. That's fucked up, man. That's really that's fucked tough. up. That's really tough. That's really tough. And and I, I mean, so listen, I, I think there's time and place for like, listen, now, now is as good a time as ever. We're going to have this conversation. And I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on. And it probably won't be well received, but it's like, listen, I'm setting boundaries right here and now. You can't take my shit. Stop doing that. And if you do that, here are going to be the consequences. If you want to talk about this more, let's talk about this more. But for now, get the fuck out of my house. Like, I don't want you here. You know, right. you've upset me and whatever. Also, you know, it's his house. Yeah. That this that's, that's happened at, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You don't go into my office in my house. You, you're in my house. You're under my roof. It's my rules. Yeah. Exactly. What happened to that? Yeah, you should have that kind of respect, regardless of what you think. You know, like especially for something like yeah. this. I'm sure. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to devil's advocate myself right now as I'm, I'm talking about this. Like, is there a situation where that wouldn't be permissible, or someone could be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." You know, fuck this guy. I, I, I can't think. I think it have to be a very extreme circumstance where you'd have to violate someone else's wishes in their own house yeah. to. When, especially when it comes to toys, I think, like or, or or personal effects. Like if if it's food and there's someone who's like having low blood sugar and they're going into a diabetic coma, eat then the food. I'm gonna steal your food and give it to this person because they yeah. fucking need it for to live. But if it's toy, if it's something that's just material possessions, then I I'm yeah. I have a hard time justifying any reason why someone should should get to call the shots on that outside of the person who owns it. I think it's just a matter of respect, you know. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, Natalie had a – one of her friends from school had a pool party, and she was hanging out with them, and uh, we had left Loki at the house for a while, and so I was going to go let her out, and Joe's like, you should bring her by. And I went to the owner, and I said, hey, is it cool if I bring my dog by? Because I wasn't just going to do it, you yeah. know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. But imagine if I was just like, I'm going to go get my dog. Hey, guys, and here's my know. dog. It's like I ultimately decided not to do it because I'm like, this just sounds like a giant fucking hassle. Like, Sure. God damn it. My dog is now going to be whenever Loki's around with stuff like that. I'm just anxious because I'm like, what the fuck is she sure. going to do? You know? Absolutely. Um, plus, there's like two other dogs there. They seemed cool, but who knows? Know. I'm just yeah. like, I don't want to fucking deal. And we ended up being there for like five more minutes anyway. So I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's, like, it's not worth it. But yeah, what if I was just like, I'm just going to bring my dog to your house. You know what my right. dog likes to do? <laughs> my dog likes to fucking shit in the floor. Hope that's cool with you. You know, it's just it's it's a matter yeah. of respect, man. And and if if someone even if you think what they do is dumb, that's still up to them. And it's in yep. their house and it's their possessions, it's things that they own. You gotta respect that. So this guy's not an asshole. 
And uh, good luck, sir, um, dealing with your parents. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it is decided. From one guy dealing with problems with his parents to another, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> there you uh, go. Practical Doug has spoken. I love Am I the Assholes. They're fun. They're so yeah. much fun. All right, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend the podcast Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, nice. And I'm recommending this ahead of Conan's new HBO Max show. Conan it's called O'Brien Max, Needs- Justin. Just called Sorry. Max. It's Max. As of show. today, it's just called Max. That's true. Fuck. It's called Conan O'Brien Needs to Go. And it's oh. it's a travel show. So when he had his uh, talk show, he would do these specials where he would travel. Conan, I think it was like Conan Abroad or something. <clears throat> and he would go to different countries and do hour long specials from those countries. So he's got, so the, the main podcast he does is Conan O'Brien needs a friend. And uh, he basically it's longer form interviews with all the celebrities he's ever had on uh, his show. And he brings them on and actually gets to sit and talk with them for an hour, hour and a half period of time. Um, he does this uh, ancillary show called Conan O'Brien needs a fan where fans can submit requests and they'll be picked and they get a half hour to talk with Conan and he releases it as a second podcast. Then he asks them about their life and what they do and their specialties and ribs them a little bit and, you know, this and this. So he has taken some of the best people and he has traveled to visit those fans in their country. So he goes to Germany and Norway and all the, whatever, all the places around the globe. And, uh, I love the conceit of this show. I think it's, I think it's so, I, I love this travel shows and I love the fact that these random fans, little did they know that they were actually going to get a visit from Conan himself based off the conversations they had. So I would strongly recommend uh, listening to this. There are him, his uh, assist, what was his assistant, I believe now is just, uh, I think she's moved into, she's a producer now or an author, this and that. Sonam Obsession mm-hmm. uh, was his assistant for like 10 years and now just a partner in things. And Matt Gorley is the producer of the podcast. The three of them, they're kind of his his wingmen in the, uh, in the podcast. And the three of them are fucking hysterical together. The improv that Gorley and Conan get into and Sonam will just laugh at anything. And it's just so infectious to hear that. The latest episode, they had Bill Hader back, Ooh. and there's this bit where they talk about Conan and Bill are sharing bits that they used to do to make Larry David laugh. <laughs> and Bill Hader ends up making – I've not heard Conan laugh this hard in a long time. And just to hear him, Matt Gorley, and Sona just ca- like can't breathe laughing – it was just such a joy. It was so fun. So they get into this kind of stuff all the time on the podcast. So I would strongly recommend if you're a fan of Conan at all, it's very much his sense of humor. This podcast is Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. And then in preparation for Conan O'Brien needs to go. I'm abs- I've checked out like a couple episodes here and there of Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I am absolutely going to do that first thing tomorrow. I'm going to uh, boot that up. I love Love, love that stuff. Some of the things that have been going around like on Instagram reels and TikTok are like there's like compilations of Between Two Ferns where oh, you know yeah, yeah. Galifianakis is interviewing people in, in the when they break, you know, yes. just this, it, it is it, it tickles me to no end to see these like people who are professionals 
yeah. that can't handle these questions that he's asking, yeah. you know, like with Brie Larson, like, oh my God, they just, <laughs> John Hamm, uh, fucking Peter Dinklage, you know, yep. like all that sort of stuff. And also there was a great one where it was what Martin Short played that fat character. Who was it? Oh, uh, Jiminy Glick. It was like Jiminy Glick and Larry David, and they had outtakes from that interview where Jiminy Glick was just being a complete asshole, and Larry David couldn't handle it. Like it was just laughing, yeah, just laughing. It was so, it was so good. I love it. Yeah, I'm just tickled like seeing seeing professionals break. Yes, like on those things. It's like watching the compilations of like SNL. You know, the greatest breaking oh, parts in SNL. Yes, it's oh. absolutely. Endlessly it's entertaining. To see professionals lose their minds because you're like, man, this this has to be funny because it really got to them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What um, do you got, Doug? I would recommend the game called King of the Castle uh, that I played for the stream last week. Um, I tested it out with the Discord crew on Wednesday. Um, you, if you, if you own the game, uh, it's five bucks. Uh, if you own the game then you get to be the king. <laughs> and then you can sort of like other people don't have to own the game. They can join it almost like Jackbox games and they get to be like a noble in one of these noble yeah. houses. Their objective is to fuck over the king and fuck over the other noble houses and take the crown. Um, my objective as the king is to fucking uh, meet my goals and have an heir. And I have yet to do it uh, in two tries. Both times, Seth has overthrown me and killed me. Um, Seth has usurped the king twice yeah. fold. Yeah. Uh, the first time, um, I didn't understand that spending money was a bad thing. I was like, oh, I'll just buy my... Because just there's these situations that come up. And I'm like, oh, I'll just buy my way out of this. I'll spend some money. It's like, uh, your highness, your treasury is way too low. You need to do something to get money back. And I was like, okay. The first time I was like, I guess I'll sell some of the royal jewels. It's like... <laughs> My authority goes down because people are like, look at this putz. He has to pawn off his own shit to get money. And I was like, ah, oh, no big deal. I spent some money again. It's like, hey, we're really in a bind again. And like there were there weren't really good options, but there was this one called print print money, basically, print coins. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. I thought it was a thousand. I got ten thousand gold out of it. I was like, this is awesome. It's like three rounds later, it's like, there's hyperinflation. <laughs> And it destroyed my kingdom because I lost my money. I, I basically lost all of it. And then I lost stability. I lost all the shit. And the thing is, situations will come up and the nobles get to vote on the outcome. I don't get to do that. Um, I can like impose some laws to like yeah. maybe take one option off. Or make it so that, hey, if you vote for this, you'll get money. Or, you know what, I, like there's different things. But I can't control the outcome. <laughs> so it's up to the nobles. <laughs> what I loved about playing with everyone is like Seth and, and Noah, they really role played their noble houses. They have like different distinct yeah. like affectations and whatever. And, and Seth was always like, mm. like and his thing was like, oh, we got to get to spend money. He goes, oh, I think we should spend money to solve this problem. I'm like, no, stop spending money. <laughs> or so, or like, no, was like, hey, we got to take uh we got to, he's like, I don't want to have any faith in my place because we need to basically start a cult. So he's like trying to tank the faith. And it's just like, it's so goddamn stressful. But at the same time, I had a really good time, but heavy lies the crown gang. There's like, and both times, Literally. both times I married like one of the children of these houses and both times didn't hit it off. Like it was just a cold really? relationship. The second time, uh, 
my wife was a like hunter, a big warrior, but she was very like introverted and quiet. And there was a scenario came up where supposedly she went on a hunt and murdered a peasant's pig. <laughs> and I made her pay for the pig. And I think that may have ruined the relationship. <laughs> you think? I think so. Uh, yeah, that was that was not good. Uh, but it's a cool game, man. It's really cool. It okay. takes a little bit to like figure out how it works, but holy shit, it's a lot of fun. It's really enjoyable. That's King of the Castle. It. It's five bucks on Steam. Only one person has to own it, and everyone else can play along. So <laughs> I recommend it. It's fun. Right. Oh, well, that go. being said, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, gang. It's a uh, it's been a great it's a great week again. Another fine session of MindGap Podcast. Uh, but be sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast. Hit the like button. Subscribe to us. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, also, if you'd like to contribute to us, um, you know, be sure to check us out on uh, our merch on redbubble.com. You can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, And join our Discord. Become part of the MindGap family. All those links are in the description down below. And be sure to follow us on all our social media at MindGap Podcast. And don't forget to te- check out Justin as well online. On Instagram at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, make sure to check us out on all the platforms where you can find and consume your favorite podcast. You'll be able to find us. We'd like you to share, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. I always say the big one is sharing because it's caring and we just got to let people know that we exist. That's the only way we're going to spread like disease. If you love. want us to be isolated, you got to spread the word. All right. If you want us That's to take right. a month to be isolated in the cabin, you got to spread the word, y'all. This is on you. Our fate is in your hands. And then 2EastEighth.com and 2EastEighth on all social media and love and improv film.com and love and improv film on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, gang, thanks again for hanging out with us. And with that, I'll say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.